to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Bruce, please let me go. Bruce, listen to me. I know what you're doing. Alfred told me everything. He shouldn't have done that. I understand how you feel. No, you don't. No, you're right. I don't. And it doesn't matter. This is as far as you go. You're going to take over from here, are you? Yes, I am. I'm sorry, Detective Gordon. That doesn't reassure me. Bruce, I can't let you do this. What flavor is it? It's absolutely peachy, mate! Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I voted today. Did you? I did. I have my sticker. Who did you vote for? Galavan? No, I did not vote for Galavan. You voted for Galavan. I did. I know it. Yeah. You're the type. <laughs> I'm the type. But uh, welcome, guys. Uh, we're back for another wonderful episode of Legends of Gotham. A great episode of Amazing. Gotham in general this week. I mean, just like, whoa, right? Like, I believe we responded with, wow, whoa, and a series of emojis. Yeah, and Like, that's all we had. <laughs> and us, we're like, that's that. I, I, I was telling Amory earlier, I would put this up with a lot of my favorite Batman comic book stories as far as just like a quality Batman story. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's right up there with a lot of them. I, and I have <laughs> and a, he's not going to be specific about it. I have, a, I have a lot of uh, comparisons to make to them, too, throughout mm-hmm. the episode. But we are here Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. ES. Well, a little bit after t- 8.30. All right, 8.38. 8.38, because we had some issues with YouTube. Uh, don't call them out, though. Cut us off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at live.universebox.com. And we have our chatters here with us. We have Morgan Scorpion and Antlers and Bobby and uh, Joel from Portland and I totally Andy that wrong. and Twiz. Twiz! Hey, Twiz, what's up? Looks like there's double Twizzes. Yeah, two, two Twizzes is twice as much fun, I always say. Uh, but we love having you guys with us to yes. talk and chat with us while we do the show. Uh, they're all refreshing. They're, they're right all now, refreshing. They're, they're so, all, that's why so there's all like dropping seven out. people dropping out. But <laughs> they'll be back, back in a second. It'll be fine. Exactly. Uh, but let's see here. Okay, so I guess we should go ahead and get started with this week's discussion of this week's episode, which was fantastic. Amory, why don't you hit us up with the rhyming Ridley episode summary, which is going to become more and more relevant. Also, and God, this 86. more difficult. <laughs> How will Bruce find his matches Malone with actions Gordon would never condone? Does Gotham have hot new punk acts? Jerry is laughing while withholding facts. Penguin is cured! Eh, perhaps if you squint. Does a murder rap deserve such a short stint? Will vengeance award Bruce a new mental cleanness? Everybody is crazy in this ball of mud and meanness. This ball of mud and meanness! I Sounds s- like something a cowboy would say. Uh, like talking about, you know, the Old West. Okay, okay. I've been wandering around this ball of mud, mud and, and meanness. meanness. <laughs> for, for a fortnight. Because Fortnite's a cowboy word. I've just decided. <laughs> Amory, what'd you think? Um, emojis. Lots of emojis? crazy, oh my goodness, that just mm-hmm. happened emojis. And yeah. yay! All at the same time. It was fantastical. It, yes, it was fantastical. Fantastical. More than I ever thought it would be. I The writing and the acting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
They really, they really outdid themselves. Like. Because, like, it really, you know, yeah, there was some bigger technical scenes, really. Mm-hmm. But the scene between Matches and Bruce <laughs> was really all dialogue and delivery. Mm-hmm. The kid's like sixteen; yeah. <laughs> like he's like blowing it away. Mm-hmm. Blowing it away. And I, I do see some people in the chat room. Just a little note to uh, about uh, paying about refreshing the page to get the video and then you get dumped out of chat. Down at the bottom of the page, there's instructions to get a client for your computer so you don't have to do, do it, that do the chat in the web browser at all. And it's yeah. much more stable than the web browser client yes. is too. So, you know, if you're here every week, you might want to go ahead and install HexChat or I think it's Colloquy. Uh, we have recommended for Mac yes. there. But uh, you can definitely check it out. And uh, Bobby does mention... Holy Bat Pastor! Holy Bat Pastor is here. Awesome. Uh, but uh, Bobby does mention that the episode was written by Jordan Har- Harper. Very can, good job. I was about to say, is that is that like a comic person Or is that just I, a cool author at this point? I, I think he's just mentioning that's, that's who wrote the episode. Okay. If, if, I was like, if you, you have any clarification on that, Bobby, let me know. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and get into my main point here. All right. Everybody get comfy. His main point's about six pages long. Speaking of the Holy Bat Pastor, I have a sermon here uh, <laughs> about this episode. I know, but I, it's about Bruce's new bat plan and everything leading up to it and everything after it and where we're going from here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first of all, I was really – oh, uh, Bobby says he also also wrote Scarification, which was another like really good episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, um, but, uh, you know, I, I knew that Bruce wasn't going to give in to vengeance this episode. I knew he wasn't going to pull the gun on matches. And I'm so glad that uh, they didn't do that. And I'm also – I was also really surprised – uh, the way it all played out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I was expecting Bruce to just realize, oh, this is wrong. I wasn't expecting matches to kind of teach Bruce a bit about humanity. Yeah. Uh, you know, because matches made Bruce realize that even the bad guys have good in them. I, uh, You know, he was a criminal, but he had this moral code. You know, don't betray your employers. Don't kill babies. Kill babies. I don't kill babies. Kill babies. I was about to say, Bill likes to tell people to kill babies. <laughs> I don't I'm actually ask, I don't actually I, kill babies. I like, I can't say this. I Let's follow matches <laughs> and don't kill babies. Please. Yes. Uh, no killing of the babies. The kill babies. Um, no, but, you know, Matches has a moral code. And, uh, you know, uh, Bruce realizes that even monsters are men underneath it all, you know? He's just a man. Yeah, he's he's just a man underneath it all. And, you know, I, 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 I thought I think the thing that made Bruce realize this was, uh, you know, when Matches says, a man gets tired of doing wrong and going unpunished. Yeah, I was like, what? What? Yeah, but but it, it was just an interesting. That, and you know, I I think uh, Jerry uh, actually had an inkling of this too because she says matches will be glad to see you. So mm-hmm. even his friends knew that he was he had lived a too long a life, a too wicked a life, and he he wanted out. I uh, which eventually you know he he lets he, himself uh, out. He found a way out the door. Uh, but I, I thought it was at that line, a man gets tired of doing wrong and going unpunished. Parallels two storylines we have going on in Gotham right now with two of our main characters. First of all, Ed, mm. who who has this guilt. Uh, and I, I'll talk more about this in more detail later. But his guilt over not being caught yet for Kringle and Doherty's uh, murders. Yeah. Um, I think her is going to end up being his undoing. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, the, the fact that he hasn't got caught yet is going to cause him to slip up and actually get caught. But more on that later. Coming soon. And I also think that Gordon, you know, wrapping his head around the fact that, you know, he's even lying to Leslie about uh, the fact that he killed Galavan. Mm-hmm. I, 
We sort of talked about that a little last week. Yeah, though. I know. I know. I'm building on it. Okay. I'm building on it. But, uh, you know, that he was lying to Leslie and stuff. I, I think that's starting to get to him. And I think by the end, the guilt of not getting caught is going to end up where for Ed, it's going to be his descent, his doom. Mm-hmm. For Gordon, I think it's kind of going to be his salvation. I think it's going to lift him up and elevate him mm. into the character, the Commissioner Gordon we know and love. Okay. I, I think that's where it's going. But back to Bruce and Matches. Okay, back to Bruce okay. and Matches. Okay, so so Bruce now understands that you can't defeat evil by striking villains down. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, obviously Batman does a lot of punching. I bet. Uh, but, punching is okay. But punching isn't, isn't the way to defeat evil you can only defeat uh evil you can only defeat the bad guys by attacking the darkness inside them you said butt punching (laughs) butt punching you can only defeat evil by by punching butts by punching butts Uh, but you know i put put that down for an episode title Uh, but but punching, punching. Uh, no, but uh, you can only defeat evil by uh, attacking the darkness inside them and inside all of us, really, mm. uh, which I think is going to lead Bruce down a whole new road. And, uh, you know, it's going to make what started off as simple revenge turn into a true calling, as uh, was referenced earlier this season. Bruce has found his true calling now. And I, I do think it was interesting just speaking about uh, the nature of villains mm-hmm. that uh, Bruce is running it ran into two villains uh, in this episode that don't care about money, who specifically say we don't okay. care about money. It's a whole new class of criminal for Gotham. And uh, they'll they'll start to challenge Bruce's rich boy perceptions of, uh, you know, what power is because money didn't, didn't give him a lot of power in this episode. These people are chaotic for uh, chaos's sake. Uh, Holy Bat Pastor in the chat room says Batman is all about the bump punching. Very true. And um, Bobby sent us a link uh, about Jordan Harper tweeted about the meaning of the title. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, you want to look at that? I I, I'm trying. It's a really long wiki. That's fair. Um, but let's see here. I, I, just a couple more things to or one or two more things to finish up uh, with my big sermon. I, I, I do like that uh, Bruce has moved on and he's starting to train on the streets with Selena, starting to get mm-hmm. some uh, really deep diving on the street smarts and the form, the hardcore training that he's going to need to be to become mm-hmm. Batman. And I really like that he left Alfred behind too. Yeah. Because I think it's a, a bit the past few episodes, Alfred isn't letting him make mistakes mm-hmm. to learn. I mean, right. in private, you know, when they're boxing – you know, he he punches Bruce once or twice. But I, I like that he, he's uh he's not gonna be there, so Bruce is gonna have to make it legit yeah. on his own. Because yeah. I mean when he's out there in tights, Alfred's gonna be I mean, he might be on in the earpiece. Ear. Right. But he's not gonna be out there to help him. And uh, you know, one question I mm-hmm. wanted to end on, and I wanna see what you think, Emory. Okay, okay. Uh do you think matches really killed the Waynes? Because nope. 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 Why not? Um, it felt too easy. It felt like um, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like Bruce was walking in and gave this man an out. He mm-hmm. never admitted. He really didn't even insinuate too much that he did. Yeah. Um, he was like, oh, the blonde. Yeah, I'm like, he could have known mm-hmm. just enough of the Waynes to pull off that little, uh, literally blonde and gray fox are the only two things he said mm-hmm. that specifically referenced them. I don't know. I'm not sold. 
Yeah, it, it's I I, th- I think it was probably written to be a little ambiguous. Mm. They they might come back to it, they might not. But I I think at the end they made it ambiguous. So uh, fanboys who aren't familiar with Joe Chill aren't yeah. that upset by it. Mm. Uh, but you know. I, I will also say the shiny shoes did return. The shiny shoes did return. And we also have Joe the Cop, uh, an actor on Gotham in our chat room. Hi, uh, Joe. Speaking of the chat room, Poor we have, have a couple things here from the chat room. Uh, Morgan Scorpion says Batman is all about lurking in the dark and pouncing on people. Mm-hmm. A holy bat pastor says Bruce's mission continues to become clear bit by bit. This is rich stuff. I yes. know, right? Um, and Castor says, I'm glad he's getting out of the manor. Maybe he'll not be so stuffy now, yeah. LOL. Um, I also found through the article, The, the Mud and Meanness, um, it's mm-hmm. a lit, let's see, it's from Lustmore, The Writings and Artifacts of Murderers, because it's a quote from a murderer. Mm-hmm. It says, hurry up and bring on your electric chair. I want to leave here and take a nosedive into the next world just to see if that one is as lousy as this ball of mud and meanness. This ball am, of mud and meanness. I'm sorry for two things. These two things are that I am sorry that I have mistreated some few animals in my lifetime, and I am sorry that I'm unable to murder the whole damned human race. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He went towards the flames, in case mm-hmm. anyone was curious. <laughs> but I'll put the, we'll put the link in, to um, that wiki in the show notes if you'd like to research that lovely murderer, Carl pans ram yeah and twiz in the chat room says some villains are misunderstood anti-heroes antler says i think they might go for the legit guy that killed bruce's parents in the comics uh, i guess that's a storyline happening in the comics right now got it got it and uh after in uh, holy bat pastor says after watching the episode five times i think it's possible five the writers times. have created a very clever and creative uh misdirect with matches malone mm-hmm. and uh, again much love to joe the cop aka tom calderon yes, in the chat room absolutely. we love you uh, for sure i know this is this is like the second time you've joined us and we thoroughly appreciate oh, it definitely definitely we we love having it we love having a cast member show up absolutely it's always, always they've a good done time. it before yeah definitely okay you wanted to talk a bit about guns guns were obviously a pretty big um uh, topic mm-hmm. item in the show and specifically in this episode so yes. we start off with seeing selena give bruce the gun and this this line really stuck with me guns aren't for show they're not for protection they're only for one thing mm-hmm. um this is pretty intense coming from a street kid yeah. Who pushed a man on a window? She's like, I'll push you out a second, third story window, but I am not going to pop a cap. Like, <laughs> and. Well, I think she was just trying to, like, get across the gravity of what no. he was doing to him. Oh, right? absolutely. No, I, th- I think she definitely was, but I kind of feel like that's the way she feels because we have never really seen her maybe once have a weapon other than, like, a knife mm-hmm. in her possession. Or, you know, a person with a gun or a flamethrower could, could be her weapon. But, you know, I thought that was a pretty profound and rather political <laughs> statement, even yeah. if not meant to be in the context it is in mm-hmm. general life. Well, it's a, it's just kind of that uh, – and I mean Bruce even mentions it, that gun safety thing. Don't point a gun at somebody unless you intend to shoot them uh, kind of thing. It, it's mm-hmm. – it's a destructive object. It, it doesn't exist for anything but destruction. Right. I mean, even if you're just shooting at a target, right. it's going to destroy the target. You know? Exactly. Um, next was Jerry was questioning literally everything he said about why he wants to find matches, what he's going to do to matches. 
until he brings out the I have a gun. And she's like, okay, we can talk now. <laughs> now I'm now we, I know you're serious, even though he wasn't, again, pointing it at her until mm-hmm. she put it there. He's like, I don't want to use it on you, but I have it if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Matches isn't even phased when Bruce pulls a gun on him. He's so sad and exhausted with his life and wants to die and spends his time teaching Bruce how to hold the gun and where to aim. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need you to hold it a little tighter. You aim a little low because the kick's going <laughs> to... And, you know, he yells at him when he backs off. He's like, just do it. Just shoot me. And he's yeah. like, but you want to die. So that's, no, that's not really a benefit. Um, however, you know, when Chekhov's gun comes out in the beginning of the episode, it was nice that somebody got shot and died because yes. you can't have a gun without a death. So. <laughs> no, but it was all very, very good. And over in the chat room, uh, let's see, uh, Tom, uh, Joe the Cop says, incredible uh, power. I uh, am. Incredible power, psychological power, Bruce showed when dispensing with Malone. Absolutely. Uh, Castor says, Selena has wisdom beyond her years. It's been very interesting to see her character develop uh, for me over the past week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Castor <laughs> just started watching the show. Last week. From yeah, season one, he watched the entire thing, everything, which is which is pretty awesome. Yes. And uh, Morgan Scorpion says, "Jerry, at first I thought she was playing with him, but now I think she is actually trying to help him." Absolutely, I think she was definitely trying to help. They, you might say they are two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, we we are going to be talking Jerry in a little bit. We will. Mm-hmm. There's a specific section just for that, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to that, I, I also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Alfred's training of Bruce, which uh, you know, while I. Mm-hmm said it's nice that he's leaving alfred behind you know moving away from the apron strings all that kind of stuff right. I, I love that he was still trying to train bruce uh while he was getting his ass kicked in that alley mm-hmm. like like it, it, no that's the way you, you gotta use his weight against him you know right <laughs> it, it was amazing uh one line he said there really stuck out to me pick your battles don't let them pick you yes. that is a very batman thing oh like, yeah Batman is a character who who is based around his, his superpower is he you can't surprise him. Right. He's prepared for everything. Mm-hmm. And I I thought it was interesting seeing that bit of advice from Alfred here. But I, it, one thing that kind of struck me though, I, like uh Cupcake's fist struck Alfred <laughs> is uh that you know, he's gotten beaten uh, beaten up so much in the past 2 years in Showtime which we got confirmed this episode for the first two years, time. Yes. Uh so I I no wonder he he becomes pretty chill once Bruce go, grows up because you know he, mm-hmm. he has too many injuries to move around that much probably. <laughs> <laughs> right, I was like, I feel like he just got out mm-hmm. of the hospital six months ago from a mm-hmm. near death stabbing, so that was a little crazy. Yeah, and Holy Bat Pastor in the chat room says, ultimately, I don't believe Bruce would adopt the undercover persona of Matches Malone if he is the actual killer of his parents. It's more yeah. likely he would employ the name because he saw the man as a sympathetic, pitiful victim of his own vice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holy Bat pastor that's kind of the impression i took away too i yeah. and that's basically uh that you know he he takes the name matches malone because matches malone is what made him realize the true nature of criminality and evil and, and i what think that he could makes so much it. sense Definitely. i think that absolutely mm-hmm. makes sense okay but you know i i touched on it briefly Marie. Yeah. you want to talk a little bit about cupcake i got a few more mr cupcake with, with miss Excuse me, Mr. Cupcake, Mr. Cupcake and Alfred. I love the um, how much attitude, but not attitude that Alfred was giving Bruce as he was handing him his. He's like, you know, if you don't mind, sir. <laughs> um, he's like, you you think this is my fault? Yes, it's your fault, Bruce. Shut up. He told you not to talk, and you're like, <laughs> I am Bruce Wayne, and I will give you a hundred thousand dollars. 
hours. He's like, no, this is oh. this is why the fight will happen. You know what? Huh? I completely agree with you, and that's why Bruce Wayne <gasps> is our boner of the week. Boner of the week. You can't give give yourself up like that, Bruce. You're out on the mean streets. You can't let them know you have a million dollars. No. Bruce Wayne, all. boner of the week. Bruce Sorry, Wayne, go boner ahead. Boner of the week. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was like, I didn't know that was coming. Um, I like the lessons that, like you were saying, that Alfred teaches while having a fight basically for his life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, you know, footwork is very important here. He's like, you know, bouncing around, doing all that sort of stuff. Um, what he was showing when he was punching Alfred? That doesn't even make sense. Oh, oh, and that he was showing when it looked like he was punching Alfred. Well, mm-hmm. when he was punching Alfred, he Alfred obviously on the receiving end knew that he wasn't giving it everything. Yeah. So was Cupcake going easy on him a little bit? I think Cupcake was playing. Cupcake was playing, yeah. and he just wanted to have some fun. Well, he did pick him up and slam him on the mm-hmm. ground. So there was well, that's that. fun for Cupcake. That's fun for Cupcake. But, um, you know, I love that he, as he's pulling, you know, Cupcake into a headlock thing on the ground, he's like, listen, muscles take less blood. So that's why blood on the Alfred, no blood on the Cupcake. Um, and the <laughs> way to take down the big guy is you just have to outlast him. Mm-hmm. Who, I, I, I didn't think Cupcake was going to cry uncle. Just saying. I didn't think he would do it. I think he would just try and out laugh. Well, Alfred is a pretty stone cold mm-hmm. badass. So, I mean, I, I wasn't pretty... terribly surprised. Yes. Over in the chat room, I just have to say that uh, Holy Bat Pastor has said Bill Meeks is like the smartest man in the world. Agreed. Do not encourage him. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, and he agrees. Total bonehead move. Uh, Caster says, I really totally expect Bruce to have a grungy hairstyle next time we see him. He's going emo. He's for going sure. emo for sure. Yep. And VV says, A man gets tired of doing wrong and going to punish. He starts to wonder if there is a God. Uh, love that line. Yes. Uh, VV, if uh, you, you missed it beforehand, I, I, I discussed it a You're little like, bit. Two seconds. Yeah, I would love to see uh, My Chemical Bruce Wayne. Oh, well, yeah, and that um, you don't take your street name, it's given to you. Mm-hmm. Because Matches made it clear that they called him that. He's like, you burn one guy and they call you Matches forever. So what did Cupcake do to become Cupcake? Do we really want to know what Cupcake did to be called Cupcake? He's really good at making cupcakes. He's going to be on America's Next Baking Chef. Uh, a Cupcake's the street name for a cauliflower ear or something. I don't know. That yeah. would make actually more sense. Yeah. I could see that. Um, I like it's it. kind of Cupcake-shaped. Good. Okay, so I guess now it's time to look at this Joker. Look at this Joker. Oi, oi, oi. Look at this Joker. Boy, boy, boy. Look at this Joker. No, she's a girl. Look at this Joker. Oi. I obviously was not a punk, as you were. Yes, yeah, so look at this Joker, where we look at the hints, subtle, to, subtle nods, uh, blatant references to the Joker on Gotham, and mm-hmm. elsewhere sometimes. We talk about the movies a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we've been doing this since season one, episode one, when we were talking about that, that weird comedian at Fish's Club, and on and on, lots of stuff that didn't really pan out. Jerome did kind of a little bit, but... Uh, not too much because he's dead now, as you can see right there. And we keep doing it. We keep doing it. And now we're here with this uh, ball of mud madness. And obviously uh, there there was a, a musician in this episode that was very Joker-esque. Yes. There's, there's no denying the lead singer Jerry bore a striking resemblance to the Clown Prince of Crime, both in makeup and in demeanor. You mean that she worshipped him, rather? Yes. Uh, nihilistic, <laughs> chaotic, and with a great set of pipes, Jerry sun her way into our hearts in the GCPD's interrogation room. Uh, we'd be lax if we didn't mention all the hashtag maniacs and Jerome-esque imagery behind her during the show. 
I And perhaps if he finds his way back to the land of the living, he'll join her in a manic duet. One if can only hope. If he finds his way back. Back to the land of the living. Just throwing mm-hmm. that back out there. But uh, definitely, if you want to check out all of our uh, Jokers, mm-hmm. uh, go to legendsofgotham.com and click on Look at this Joker right at the top. We have like 50,000 words on Jokers Something written like that. there for mm-hmm. sure. Okay, and one thing uh, we would like to mention too is, is that we love it when you go over to iTunes and you leave a review. Because, uh, or you know, you can also if Stitcher? if you don't want to leave a review, if you're watching the YouTube video, give it a thumbs up or something. Yeah, we like leave a comment. Uh, but these are great ways you can Subscribe? help us spread the, spread the the gospel of Legends of Gotham. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, when you do leave a review, we read it on the air. We always read it on the air. Emery, why don't you go ahead and do that? All right, this review is from D Town Pistons fan. So basketball for you oops um <laughs> legends of gotham is my favorite podcast about gotham i haven't listened to any other gotham podcast but this one is so good that i don't have the desire to smiley face emoji nice we definitely appreciate that mm-hmm. especially uh, the smiley face emoji. and uh, over in the chat room i will say that uh holy bat pastor says a maniac theme club was totally inspired and uh, was jerry named in honor of jerome maybe one can only assume. I'm sure it was probably a bit to lean towards a reference to the Joker name, too. Well, even um, she's when he says, are you Jerry? And she says, some people call me that. So, mm. you know, that's obviously it's a stage name. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And we will be talking about Jerry a bit more in just a second. But we're going to tell you about our Patreon real quick, Emery. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. You also have that other thing. But I have it down at that other spot where the Patreon was. OK, well, I, I can talk about. Actually, you know what? I'll talk about that real quick. Yeah, that's better. OK, we are. Uh, if you. If you know our artwork for Legends of Gotham, our yes. our podcast artwork and everything, we, we feel like it needs a refresh because it, it was little... something that we did way before the show came on the air. There wasn't even a show logo when we made our podcast art. Yeah, and if you look really close, one of the buildings says Vegas. Vegas. It's always bugged me. So we wanted to do a refresh on our album art. So we thought... You know, if anybody out there has some sort of artistic inclinations, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do design work, you know, in my On day job and stuff. But we thought we'd throw it out to you guys, the listeners, the Gotham fans, the, the Gothamites. Uh, we know we have – there are a lot of good uh, – a lot of good um, – what you call artists? artists in the community? There we go. And so we we thought you know if you guys w- would care to go ahead and chip in uh, or or want to help us uh, submit come up, something yeah, for us, yeah, come up with uh, some new artwork. Uh, just send us an email, legendsofgotham at gmail Either take a swing at it, see yeah. what's up, or if you need some guidance, uh, email us, us and we'll get in touch with you. And if you know you yourself are not artistically inclined. Share with a friend because everybody has an artist friend. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. So, definitely. Definitely. So we, we'd love to uh, refresh our album art. We'd mm-hmm. love you to help out. So uh, if you want to help out, please let us know. And uh, you know what? We'll just mention since we mentioned that uh, patreon.com slash universe box. That's a great way you can help support the show. Yes. Uh, you get all sorts of exclusives, uh, podcast ahead of time. Yes. And we have 30 patrons currently giving us 144.91 per month. Holla. We love each and every one of you. Mm. You guys are the true mutants. Uh, become a mutant yourself. Patreon.com slash universe box. Wow. Okay. Anything else from, uh, nope, from nope. the chat room? I think we're good. Okay, okay. There's Excellent. lots of logging out and logging back in, so I think people have some connection issues. I don't know if it's us or them. Uh, well, we'll keep pushing forward. Let me make sure that YouTube. Yep, you, we're still streaming, so uh, it's all that matters. This will all get recorded. Yep. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about Jerry the Joker. What did you think for a Stammery? Squee. Do you have anything more insightful to say than squee? Oh, sorry, squee. squee! 
um, it, okay, see, I don't know her from other things. Like, everybody knows her from, like, Orange is the New Black and something else. And me, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that's Kit from A League of Their Own. Yeah, I, I know her as Tank Girl from the from the movie Tank Girl. Right. Again. Another comic book movie, by the way. Exactly. Uh, I didn't know any of these other things. I didn't know she was a voice on a Batman cartoon. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of this. I, I saw it somewhere online. I could not reference it if I even tried. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all I know was like, that is Kit from A League of Their Own. And she was my favorite there. So this was slightly difficult for me at first. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like. Hard to wrap your head around it. It was very hard because, well, it's a little bit more wholesome than her character here. Mm-hmm. But I, I love her and I do not want her to be gone. Please. Please, please, Gotham, can we keep Jerry around a little longer? We asked for the lady to be kept around and you haven't brought her back yet. So, but she ain't dead. So I don't know. Oh, apparently she she voices Livewire on Superman the Animated Series. I told you it was so, some, yeah. something. That's cool, kind of cool. I never knew that. Uh, but I, I did absolutely love uh, this uh, Jerry the Joker. Uh, you know, I, I I loved this punk rock take on the Joker. It, it combined uh, combined with the TV mm-hmm. screens behind her playing the Maniacs footage. It gave me this very Grant Morrison Invisibles sort of glam punk early '90s comic book craziness uh, reference uh, to to craziness, and I, I absolutely loved it. I, I just uh, – it, it felt so comic book to me and it's so much unlike anything you really see in comic book adaptations. It felt a little Tank Girl too, honestly. Yeah. You know, that kind of like early 90s Vertigo vibe. Uh, and she totally sold the Joker attitude uh, too. I even felt some heat – Heath Ledger-esque moments Yee. during the interrogation scene with Jim. Mm-hmm. You know, and the one thing I liked best about her performance was that it felt very improv. Like they they kind of gave her some lines, but they they let her go crazy with mm-hmm. you know adding flourishes and making it her own. Yeah, and I thought it really added to the character. It was probably it was really honestly some probably some of the most naturalistic acting mm-hmm. we've seen on this show. Yeah, which was, was really cool, mm-hmm. and she did have some good lines. Like uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, her line to Bruce: "You killed before blood." Yeah, uh, that that was a lot of fun, and uh, you were a lot less fun than advertised. Was also very good, and uh, like I said before, you know, Match is going to be happy to see you. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that little bit of foreshadowing that you know maybe you might want to die. Yeah, well, I thought that was weird. That, you know, and especially when he points out, he's like, "I thought you were friends. Why are you? Why are you telling me this?" And he's like, "She's mm-hmm. like, well." We're not really friends. Crazy. So I might be a little mad, but maybe maybe this was her way of helping him, mm-hmm. of helping matches, not just Bruce, mm-hmm. by helping him, well, die. So this was, uh, you know, psycho-assisted suicide. Yeah, and I like how in the interrogation she waited until she was sure it was he probably going to be done yeah. before she let Gordon in on it. Yeah, that I was like a that. very jo- that was a that very was Joker mo- move too. That was like the whole Batman's Gambit thing. Like I'm, go- I have this perfect plan, and as soon as it's ready. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah, yeah I like it. She's like, if you get there right about, yep, you can go for cleanup. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And uh, let's see, over in the chat room, uh, Holy Bat Pastor says, Lori Petty, Petty is expert at portraying the weirdo, creepy chick. She was so perfect as Jerry. Bring her back. I hope she comes back. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, Vivi or Wayne Enterprises says, I would be happy if they leave Bruce out of the rest of the show. He definitely should leave here and come back as an adult. 
Yeah, I, 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 um, I like Bruce a lot, though, on this show. I think we need to see that evolution mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's not going to be – I mean, it probably will be the rest of the season. He'll be on the streets. But his him and Selena playing off of each other and learning off of each other is going mm-hmm. to be so huge. Um, I think it will be really – I think it would actually be detrimental to the show if we don't get Bruce back. Yeah, I, I really like – I like the Bruce-Alfred dynamic, too. So I yeah. hope they get back together after a few episodes once yeah. y- they're on a break. And, right. you know, Bruce will come back. You know, maybe it was finals week when they were filming next <laughs> week. So, Oh, and Morgan Scorpion in the chat room says, uh, you don't think Peng- Penguin is naturalistic? No, I, I don't. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think his performance is naturalistic at all. I think it's very heightened. I think it's mm-hmm. very much a character actor doing a very strong character very well. Uh, where Lori Petty was more naturalistic, it felt like, you know, a buddy, uh, it, it felt like a conversation you, you'd hear on the street. Mm. where, you know, the Penguin is very theatrical and yeah. very not naturalistic, very good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, not naturalistic, I, w- I would say. Do you think it, his performance is naturalistic? Uh, I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think you're, you've are you got that nail head thing going on yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Words I, are not coming to me tonight, people. I don't understand. We, we're so... Amazed by Gotham. I'm drinking the coffee and it's not working. Uh, Wynn in the chat room, by the way, says, Gordon thinks he's smart, but he always gets played. It's yep. very true. Very true. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, but who is playing who, Anne-Marie? You have who, some thoughts on this. Who is playing who? Okay, we have talked significantly about, well, the A plot. Let's move <laughs> to the B plot. Who is playing who? Hugo Strange or the Penguin? Or are we both playing each other? Because I'm pretty sure that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. So we have... Like, does Hugo actually think that Penguin is now sane? Or is he, in full knowledge, releasing a half-healed, completely tortured Penguin into the Gotham? <laughs> like, And who gave him the authority? And why? I think that this Penguin's release experiment, or test, or whatever specific word he used has something to do with the undead galavan we know is coming definitely like i think no i think the reason he's going out into the world is so that um hugo can sick um the new galavan on him mm-hmm. for revenge i want to see how that works yeah because at first i was like is he just trying to like pull him into the crazy side to like harness mm-hmm. the energy of the penguin well i mean he has multiple people down there he could send to mess with penguin like you know galavan fish because oh. uh, we have seen hints of fish down there. Yes, we have seen hints of fish and confirmations Jerome, of actresses. Jerome, they haven't really they didn't really interact really at all. No, it's but, just those two. Those are yeah. the two that we know are down there. And I think well, and actually, um, Bridget Firefly, very true. Because yeah, he they hired history. Her, he hired her mm-hmm. through Cat, so that's really dangerous for everyone. <laughs> um, but I don't, th- I don't think it's that one because they even name checked her earlier, like two two weeks ago, mm-hmm. that she was being uncooperative. Yeah, and John Stevens told us before the season got started that she definitely would be back to the executive producer, the fishness. Uh, no, uh, Firefly. Oh, the Firefly. Yeah, got it. So. Uh, okay, and let's just say it was obvious that Penguin was playing the system, right? Right. See, I don't know. Oh no! Are I you don't kidding? Know. Did you not see his face the second he walked out of Arkham? Well, he I, he was happy. Maybe he was just no. happy to be out because I, I you you said this when we were watching it last night, mm-hmm. and then so when I rewatched it today, I was looking for that moment, that aha moment. You didn't see it, and I I didn't necessarily see it. I mean, that's very. Uh, it would be a very penguin thing to do. I actually saw it a few times on my rewatch. 
And I had mm. an interrupted rewatch. Yeah, and I mean, there were some things that he was saying there, like, uh, it seemed like he was trying to manipulate, oh, I don't want to leave when I actually do want to leave, no, using reverse psychology. I don't necessarily know about the wanting to leave thing, because he knows it's dangerous out there, and mm-hmm. he's still all alone. Um, there was um, the point where he was like, you think I'm, you think I'm lying. Mm-hmm. And when Hugo Strange says, no, I know when somebody's lying to me. Hugo Strange, I don't think knows that Penguin was lying to him. And there was like a glimmer in his eye. I have mm-hmm. no idea what's happening in the chat. I, I was just going to say uh, some <laughs> thoughts on this from the chat room. Uh, yeah. Bobby says Hugo wants to see how well his treatments hold up in regular society. Uh, Joel from uh, Portland thinks Hugo can now control Oswald. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan uh, Scorpion oh. says uh, he, Penguin's always playing chess when others are playing checkers. Yep. And and uh, then Cass- Caster's thinking, yeah, maybe like uh, with Butch, like with the code word and whatnot. Oh, code word mother. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Joel. Code word mother uh, from Joel from Portland. Yeah, yes. I, th- I think Because uh, I don't definitely. think – did you mention that at any point? No, you didn't. Um, oh, and uh, Tom Calderon says, I think Oswald will come back more powerful than ever. I believe that all of uh, experiences are just making him stronger. He doesn't uh, show this on the outside most of the time. Oh. But he's thinking about it on the inside. There's, there's, there's some- the inside. Yeah, straight from Joe the cop. I mean, he's been he's been in the jail cell there in the GCPD. Maybe maybe him and Joe, you know, played some checkers, chatty chat. Yeah. Um. Oh, but let's see what I was saying. Obviously, Penguin's playing the system and playing it well. I think he has Miss Peabody fooled at the very least. Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure if Hugo Strange is actually fooled, but definitely Miss Peabody. Um, but Hugo might still find him useful, even if... Yes. Yeah. However, the golf clap was beautiful on both of them. <laughs> and the ice cream test, the ice, of course. Oh, the ice cream test. So, tag you're it. Tag I'm it? Yeah. And uh, Bobby says Penguin's the Manchurian candidate. I like it. <laughs> okay, so uh, something really cool that uh, they, they came in this episode, a, a nice little kind of deep cut Batman reference was Cupcake's group, The Mutants. Uh, now, mm. if you're, you're not familiar with The Mutants, I, and uh, we'll have a link to the show note to this in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. But they're from the, the Dark Knight Returns. One of the a lot of people consider the best Batman story ever told. I don't, but a lot of people <laughs> do. Uh, and uh, they, there is a group of uh, there's a gang in Gotham uh, who operate uh, from the the dump in Gotham mm-hmm. uh, who go up against Batman several times called the Mutants. Uh, and in particular, a character called the Mutant Leader. Uh, a quote from him says, uh, don't call us a gang, don't call us criminals. I just called you a gang. Uh, <laughs> we are the law, we are the future. Gotham City belongs to the mutants. Soon the world will be ours. Ooh. And it's very much like the the group we see here. Uh, you know, very, just like a kind of an insular group of renegades from society uh, who enjoy fighting amongst each other and tearing down social constructs. Uh, so I, I thought it was... Interesting to see an early version of this group, of Mm -hmm. the mutants, mainly because they don't get a ton of play, like, as far as references are concerned, outside of Dark Knight Returns. In fact, a lot of the stuff that happens in Dark Knight Returns, or or a lot of the original stuff, like the mutants and Carrie Kelly, the Robin from Dark Knight Returns, really doesn't get referenced too much outside of the book, because it's considered such a classic that, you know, people don't want to taint Mm -hmm. these original things that Frank, Frank Miller created for the book. Okay. So I, I thought it was really cool to see the mutants. In, oh, in, you squealed in the second you heard the yeah, word mutants. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Go ahead. Continue. Is that all you? Oh, I, I just thought it was funny. Morgan Scorpion said, Jerry's people are more juggalos than punk. Oh. <gasps> 
They I don't worked. Think, I didn't they see. They looked. Ju- I didn't see one drop of Fago. Oh, I didn't, and I, I, I don't know. I thought I thought they were more punk rockish. I, you know, with the mosh pit and everything. I, I although I mean, I haven't been to an ICP concert in years, or ever. Uh, so I don't know. But right, yeah. ever the mutants were. I, I would actually say the cupcake was more juggalo ish than Jerry's. Yeah, because he Jerry's just wanted to fight. Were. Yeah, and they were pretty. Just want to fight. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. And Holy Bat Pastor says Gotham broke ground by going for uh, the Dark Knight Returns reference. Nice. So little 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 backstep here. So I love, and this is a short point, that even though, even after everything is over with Matches Malone, he's dead, mm-hmm. he's cleaned up, he's in the morgue, Jim is still concerned as to who paid off Matches to take out the power couple. Mm-hmm. Now, is he concerned? Like, like, from what perspective is he actually concerned? Is he concerned for Bruce? Is he concerned for his own stinking reputation? Is he concerned that these people are going to buy off other hitmen? I don't really know. Is it the guilt of everything taking its toll? And the fact that he's having a baby and I don't know. I just like the fact that he was so concerned over that. And Bullock's like, dude, it's over. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm entertained. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, – I, I, I got that impression too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, And uh, probably back to my earlier point. Oh, oh I remember what I was going to say. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't, type, I didn't type it. Um, that I think Bruce got to him, and that's mm-hmm. why it was so important. Is when Bruce is like, "Oh, you're going to take over from here? Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't trust you." Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of was a little in the head. Yeah, I, th- I think that was a big part of it too. And also, you know, Jerry points out kind of like a surrogate father sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which is a bit of the dynamic they have in the comics. I mean, not yeah. hugely, but I, I, if you, if you take in the theory that Gordon knows that Bruce is Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably a little yeah. bit, but uh, let's see here. Okay. So to wrap up here, <laughs> the Riddler rises. Riddler. Yes. Uh, Corey, Michael Smith, AKA Enigma, AKA soon to be the Riddler. Uh, you know, he, he, uh, he draws a green, green question mark. Oh, oh, and uh, Wynn says in the chat room, uh, ego, Jim wanted to be the one to solve it. So he's still reaching for something. Yep. I like that. I Wynn. like that. But you know, he, he draws a green, green question mark. He is moving down the path to the Riddler. I, and mainly because of Jim's suspicions, uh, over Kringle's murder. And, Oh, Amory does have a green check mark there. It's not a check mark; it's a question mark. Question mark, rather. Check yeah. marks look completely different, Bill. They do. They do. Moving right along. Riddle me this, okay? But I, me I, this. I, I do Bill think. No question mark. <laughs> I, I, I think it's interesting because Ed thinks they're on to him. He, mm-hmm. he thinks that uh, Jim is coming for him, basically. But I don't think anybody—not Leslie, not Jim—I don't think they suspect him at all. No. I think they suspect Doherty. Yes. Of, of doing something wrong with her. And they're just trying to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And they just know that Ed was the last one to see her or talk right. to her, really. Yes, I, but literally. Yeah, yeah, very very much so. Uh, but uh, his guilt about not getting found out earlier, I, I think, is going to lead him down this path uh, where he's going to start playing this very dangerous game with Jim trying to outsmart him even though Jim's not looking into him. Nope. And it's eventually going to lead Jim right to him. It's going to thinking uh, that he needs to prove that he's smarter than Jim is going to eventually be his undoing and be the reason 
He's caught. He gets found out. Yep. Which I think is going to be a very interesting way to go about it. You know, it's either that he's trying to outsmart him or the fact that he's standing in the middle of the bullpen in the GCPD having a soliloquy about how he murdered Kristen Kringle and everybody's mm-hmm. onto him. I don't know. I'm just saying, Joe the cop, can we follow this guy around? <laughs> yeah, Joe the cop Joe was the standing cop, there, but he was just like, oh, what's going on with that? Uh, speaking of uh, Tom Calderon, uh, Joe the cop in the chat room says, I love seeing his focused anger when he gets to the, you take me for a fool. Yes. And Morgan Scorpion says, I love the way his voice gets all deep and growly. Yes. Yes. So. Ed's paranoia will expose him if he's not careful. Says so Holy Bat Pastor. Says the Holy Bat Pastor. And he's the Holy Bat Pastor, so he has to be right. Exactly. Right? Totally. Okay, so you wanted to touch a little bit on this before we head a out. A little bit it. more, yeah. Um, I thought it took quite a while for Lee to catch on um, after Kristen being gone and not leaving the forwarding address. Like, I feel like if she was trying to get in touch with Kristen after she left, she probably would have gone to HR like, I don't know, a week or two after she left. Mm-hmm. abruptly without telling anybody or leaving any notes for anyone yeah except ed <laughs> um i, just I always thought it was weird that no one questioned about doherty either that's it, i was like you know i thought it was really weird um that doesn't think anybody think it's odd that both Kristen and doherty didn't tell anyone they're leaving they just left notes <laughs> like because you can't fake a note? Enigma. Mm-hmm. Remind everyone. Question mark. Question marks. Enigma. Okay. Well, now it's time for our arbitrary scale to rate this episode. As we usually do, mm-hmm. I come up with a, a, a arbitrary scale right on the spot. Mm-hmm. And you guys in the chat room are welcome to answer yes. too. 173 uncashed paychecks. How many uncashed paychecks do you give this episode, Amory? 172. Why? Because I refuse to give anything perfect. Even this episode? I know. It was so close. I don't know. But we thought last week was phenomenal. And here we mm-hmm. are this week going, no, this is even better. What could happen next week? Like- I think this might be my favorite episode of Gotham they've done. Yeah. So I, 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 it probably won't be any surprise. 173. Uh, no. No? 473. <laughs> Uncashed paychecks. Uncashed paychecks from the start of her career to the end of her career. Every paycheck she's ever had. Because it was just such a good episode. I mean, it hit all the right notes. It it hit me as powerfully as any Batman comic book story ever has, Mm -hmm. which which is saying something. Uh, So just great, great stuff. Let's see. Over here in the chat room, what do we have? We have, let's see. uh, Bobby gives it 173 checks. uh, Morgan Scorpion, 173 on cash paychecks. Uh, VV is 170. Wynn is 173. Caster is 173. The episode was completely spot on. I had no issues at all. And uh, Tom C. says maybe Kringle was delivering presents all around Gotham. I still wish she had become a a holiday-themed villain. Oh, I really wanted a holiday episode. And Joel from Portland says 173 paychecks. Jerry made this up. Mm-hmm. Very much agreed. Absolutely. Very much agreed. Well, I, I think we're all in consensus here. I, and Tom C also says phenomenal. Yeah. As Tom C. Uh, Joe the Cop says, this episode was chilling, chilling. and very entertaining. Okay, but I, I guess that about does it for the the main stuff. So now on to the, the news. News. First up, the ratings. Uh, Gotham got a one point three, uh, which is down point two from last week. It took a hit, uh, tying its season worst. But I feel like 
that's going to change. I yeah. feel like next week's going to mm-hmm. be a good one because everybody – this is going to get a lot of the word of mouth. Go, no, 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 no. You need to go watch this. Mm-hmm. You need to – you know, we're going to turn everybody into caster where they marathon a season and a half of a <laughs> show in a week. So – yeah, I, I and I've been recommending to anyone I know who's a Batman fan, just go watch this episode. You don't have to watch the whole series first. You can go back and catch up later. Just watch this episode. It's so right. good. Okay, so uh, next up, what do we have here? We have a promo for next week's what episode, do- which is called Mad Gray Dawn. I haven't actually – no, I actually saw it. You saw this. it because we it live tweeted. A, yeah, it was on after the episode. We did the so. live tweeting thing. So let's uh, take a look at it and uh, see what we can see. So we have uh, Jim and Harvey talking. Uh, oh, that's right because it's Harvey telling him that now you're the, the primary suspect. Yeah, flashbacks to Galavan. Uh, Chickless is on to him. Uh, Chickless is very upset. Ed peering through some great. An explosion. Ed Lots of trunk. green question marks. Green question marks. Penguin and uh, Riddler reunite. And uh, then, oh, <gasps> guess what? Pee wee. Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Mr. Cobblepot. Yes. Uh, super excited. Well, not, I, I guess it's Elijah Van Dahl, as Tom C. in the chat room points out to us. Yay. Uh, but it's Pee wee. It, oh, we don't need to see the Game of Silence. We trailer. don't need to see. No, definitely nope. not. Nope. No, but uh, it looks like a great episode and much easier to rhyme to. Mad Gray Dawn, right? Uh, that, that'll be a much easier much rhyme easier. than easier. Uh, this ball of mud and madness. Yes. Okay. A couple. Uh, this is a tangentially related to Gotham, but I thought people might be interested. Uh, if you're familiar with the Batman story, The Killing Joke, a lot of people consider one of the greatest Batman stories ever told. Mm-hmm. They're made, doing an animated movie of it. And it's going to uh, star the voice talents of Kevin Conroy, who voiced Batman on Batman the Animated Series, and Mark Hamill, who voiced the Joker. Mm. So I guess this will be their sort of swan song with the characters. Aww. One of the greatest Batman stories ever told. If you haven't read it, read it. If not, they're doing a movie. Mm-hmm. So, And by the way, the, all the, the links to these stories will be in our show notes at legendsofgotham.com. Um. I just want to share something Tom had said to reference some pictures that were in his Twitter timeline. So I'm putting the link in to the tweet. Um, it is a quote unquote under or uh, a extra scene. Congratulations. Ooh, to oh, Marine. Sorry about that. Of uh, Joe, the cop coming up behind Ed while he's having his little soliloquy and turning right around after. He's oh, I, I, I don't see where this is. Where is it? I put the link in the chat. Oh, in the chat. OK, here we go see here it's funny go like that <laughs> oh very nice yeah that's so <laughs> that that's perfect awesome and that'll be in the show notes as well and finally one last bit of news uh we would like to congratulate uh gordon and leslie Tompkins, who have a uh, baby girl baby girl right uh let's baby, see baby, here baby, baby. what is the name the name is francis uh lays seta Schenken, i think something like that i don't know yeah i i hard to pronounce but congratulations to the happy couple Yay, uh, babies! let's see here uh now uh, it's time for listener feedback and as always you can after the show's over what i want you to do is i want you to put the gun down on the table Walk away. You'll hear it go off behind you. Don't turn around. Then go to legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as usual, we're going to start off with uh, Bobby. So uh, why don't you take it away, Bobby? Hey, Bill and Amory. It's Bobby. All right. So the last season of Gotham has been great, but the last few episodes have been something else. I, I called in 
last week gushing about how great last week's episode was. Couldn't think of a bad thing. The only thing I could uh, nitpick was that there was no Bruce and Alfred. And boy, did they make up for that this week. But that's not to say that the others uh, were not there because everyone's at the party this week on Gotham. And it doesn't feel like anyone's short-sighted at all either. Like, there's so much story going on in this episode. Uh, Hugo, I love the nod at the beginning of the episode with Hugo telling Peabody that he's using Crane's formula uh, to do the whole dream thing with Penguin. And it's really cool that uh, now that Penguin's out, those experiments haven't necessarily stopped. So I wonder what Hugo has in store for him now. Um, and then, of course, it looks like, uh, you know, Lee makes an appearance, uh, you know, wondering what's going on with Kringle. Um, we all wondered when, what, when that was going to come to a head, or at least I did. Absolutely. And uh, now it seems like Nigma thinks that like Gordon's after him, even though Gordon has no clue. But it's making the Riddler emerge, and I can't wait to see what where that leads. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Then you've got this Maniacs-inspired club. It's really cool to see Jerome's influence on Gotham still, and it's really cool to see Tank Girl herself, Lori Petty, make an appearance. I really liked her character. Um, almost like a older Harley Quinn character or something. Anyway, that was... Uh, <laughs> and is her name really Jerry, or did she just name herself that after Jerome? Probably not. No, that's just me rambling now. But uh, everyone was just so great in this episode uh but last but not least bruce and alfred uh the two scenes in particular for me for alfred were of course uh when he took on the mutant named cupcake and it was really cool to see the mutants make an appearance um Mm -hmm. but that whole scene was just great uh and then in the hospital when he was telling bullock and gordon where bruce was and he was like i was going to kill him for him and bullock's just like do not tell us that we're cops don't tell us things like that (laughs) um but then of course the person the character the actor that stole uh, that stole this show is bruce wayne himself david masseuse I think his name in real life is, but he just killed it. So much was asked of him in this episode, and he delivered on every level. Um, wow. I will just say that over in the chat room, Joe, Joe the Cop's talking a little bit, and he mentions, uh, love when Elijah tells Oswald. I think this is kind of a, a teaser uh, for what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Elijah tells all, Oswald, not a dream, my boy. You're home. Uh, this is a sampling of the chemistry, remarkable chemistry between both a- the actors and the characters uh, coming up for next week. Uh, but Sorry. Take Continue. it away again, Bobby. Oh, I know last week I was saying in the chat that I, that I don't think he'll ever become Batman in this episode, in this show. But wow, I mean, they just took a step that I did not see coming at yeah. all. You're on board um, now, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to where to think this show can go from here. And that's what I love about this show is that I can't necessarily predict everything. Although that matches with that meeting with matches Malone. I, that was one of my favorite scenes of television period until the last five minutes of the show. That scene, that, uh, that, uh, monologue by David Masseuse, like put, brought chills to my spine. That was awesome. And when him and Kat were walking through the tunnel into Gotham, just, oh my God, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Just talk, <laughs> talking to, about it. To Joe chills. Okay. This voicemail's getting long again, just like last week. Um, okay. A scale uh, is going to be alleyway, uh, alley trash can fires. So, um, out of, uh, 43 alley trash can fires, I'm giving this thing, I mean, obviously 43. I was going to try to come up with some, like, we're, you know, say million. This was a great episode. Like I said, this was probably one of my favorite episodes of Gotham. This is one of my favorite episodes of television. And dear God, I can't wait to see where they go from here. Yes. 
Very much agree with Bobby. Okay, next up we have a letter from Caster. Caster says, hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Caster. Hi. Uh, so you guys got me interested in Gotham, and I may have been watch- binge-watched the entire series thus far in about one week. I love the series. It's such a great, refreshing take on the mythos. The acting and writing are A plus, exclamation point, mm-hmm. hashtag new obsession. Anyhow, this episode in particular was awesome. I'm really loving B.D. Wong as Strange. He's fantastic. He's a fantastic actor, and he's so creepy in the role. I wonder if Penguin will either A, reveal he somehow faked the mind control thing from Strange, mm-hmm. or maybe something will trigger a reversal, and he'll go right back to being the evil villain we know and love. Yes. Uh, now, as far as Bruce Wayne, that kid's got a lot of guts going out to the house of a killer. I love the scene with him and Alfred. Then him and Matches. Uh, kind of disappointed that Matches is no longer in the picture, but I can appreciate the poetry of the story. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat that he's going to uh, live on the streets. I kind of figured that might happen after uh, what he told Lee about having felt more alive after the Galavan incident. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, speaking of Galavan, the entire Indian Hill plot is really progressing well. It's just bubbling under the surface, completely invisible to the rest of Gotham. I can't wait to see that part of the plot explode. Yes. Uh, anyways, love you guys. So glad I found you all on Greetings and now here in Hashtag Gotham. Until next week, Caster. Yay! Thank you, Caster. Thank you, Caster. Definitely. And you want to wrap up with Joel from Portland? Sure. <clears throat> Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Joel from Portland. Won't be able to call today, so I wanted to drop you a line. Um, how about quasi Harlequin Jerry and her anti GCPD punk rock band? How <laughs> cool was that? I Very. loved Lori Petty ever since Tank Girl. Plus, she played Livewire in the animated Batman and Superman animated shows. I think it was a great Tank Girl nod that the first thing she offers Bruce is an iced tea <laughs> in her dressing room since iced tea was her co-star in that film. Um, also, she has a lot of foresight to know that Bruce is going to grow up to be a strong man one day. Batman. Um, I hope she comes back since she's one of those seasoned actors who you can't take your eyes off of when she's on screen, but we'll see. This is a great Ed episode. It really struck a chord with me because he is self-conscious about how other how others perceive him, which is something I think about more than I should. Um, an example of this is when someone is rude to you because they are having a bad day, but you don't know this is the case and you start to think that the person is constantly has an issue with you. Guilty! Um, <laughs> the difference with Ed is that his paranoia is off the chart and isn't realizing that they are looking into Doherty as a suspect and not him and why would you talk to yourself in the middle of the precinct where people might overhear you plotting um it's called a soliloquy it's a soliloquy um i think it would have been funny though if his climatic climactic monologue soliloquy um he turned to walk away and ran into some passerby negating all of his gravitas from speech gravitas gravitas sorry speaking uh i wasn't a fan of cupcake oh um but did like that he was in charge of the mutants which is a great frank miller reference at last i know bill thought i was bd wrong about (laughs) bd wong's hugo portrayal (laughs) but i'll further explain it's not the character or actor that i i dislike but his transition from a child psychologist role on special victims unit to an evil criminal psychologist yes is a bit jarring um he's grown on me though as he becomes more involved in the story plus miss peabody has a conscience very interesting thanks guys until next time i'm absolutely flipping peachy you're still bd wrong though (laughs) you're bd wrong (laughs) 
I am BD wrong. I'm very BD wrong. Mm -hmm. And the last but not least, we got a a comment from uh, Ralph Smith over on the website that says, I think the flipper claws are definitely Killer Croc. Uh, just look at this image. And this is an image I'll show you uh, from the comic a comic book, which I guess is uh, it's from the origin of Killer Croc or something. And you see these these claw hands here. Uh, uh, kind of reminiscent of those claw hands we saw in the window from last week. A little week. bit, yeah. So who knows? It's a real killer dilla. Really? Uh, but next week, you know what? You're yeah. going you're, you're gonna to walk into a club, right? <laughs> and the the club's bumping. called Gotham. And there's going to be someone performing on the stage. And you're going to see a show called Gotham. Gotham. And then you're going to run out of the club. You're going to... There's going to be a policeman chasing you. You're going to throw him to the crowd. Keep going. You're going to come to a door that says legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Twitter at Legends of Gotham. Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. A lot of words on this door. Voicemail number 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Knock on the door. Let us know what you think about next week's episode of Gotham. And uh, Caster in the chat room says, Bill Meeks, I'll watch the show again tonight or tomorrow and tweet you guys if I was right when I heard Grundy from the Mutant Fight Club scene. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, Yeah, because you mentioned that in the chat room earlier. Excellent. Okay, so I guess that about does it. Extra long episode of Legends because it was an extra awesome episode of Gotham. There was lots of things to say. But Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at uh, universebox.com. And you know what? I don't know. That's it. That's it today? That's it. Oh, uh, also, you know, if you if you want to help us out with the album art, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Yes, please. Definitely let us know. But in, in, besides that, we'll be back live tweeting next Monday night, 8 p.m. 8.30. Oh, live tweeting at 8. 8 p.m. EST on Monday. on Monday night. And then Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com with all of our lovely chatters, including Joe the Cop, Caster, Bobby, Holy Bat Pastor. Morgan Scorpion, uh, VV, and Win. VV, all sorts of Vivi. people. So many people in chat. We Such love having you guys for it. sure. Uh, so I guess that about does it. Uh, join us next time for more Legends of Gotham. I don't know what to say. Party foul. Yep. Party foul.